Sales managers, you've got to lead by example. The first way a sales manager can lead by example is to make sales calls and to carry a book of business. Nothing earns the respect of your team faster than you going out and doing the things you're asking them to do. If you carry a book of business, they're going to think to themselves, well, this person is doing it, so I have to do it too. You are a leader and you lead by example. That is one of the best things you can do. When I worked in real estate sales, when I worked in corporate housing, I carried a book of business. I handled our top two clients. And how did they become our top two clients? Because I worked them. I worked them right alongside my sales team. I positioned myself not only as the general manager of the entire business. I was an executive vice president. I didn't just sit in the office all day. Two days a week, I was out in the field for at least half a day. I was meeting with clients, developing new business, working with my account manager, my inside salesperson, to help me grow that business. And we were focused. I went and did everything my sales team did. I didn't do it every day. I did it a couple of days a week, but I led by example. And you will find the best leaders in all businesses do this to be an example for their sales team. Nothing is more powerful than when you're sitting across from an account executive and you're saying to them, I need to coach you on making more calls and making better calls. And if you're wondering where this coaching is coming from, it's not theory. I still do it. I do it every day. That's a powerful conversation. And you can only have it if you're making those sales calls yourself. So, Strategy number one for leading by example, get out in the field at least one day a week and do what you're asking your sales team to do. Strategy number two, relieve the administrative burden from your salespeople. If you want reports, hire accountants. If you want sales, hire sales pros. That's my philosophy. That's what it's always been. That's what your philosophy needs to be. Your sales team members should provide the bare minimum of administrative minutia to you. I don't want them in the office doing reports all day on a Friday. I don't want them to spend the last couple of days of the month compiling stats so they can send them to corporate and get those reports in. What I want is I want them to be able to answer three or four very simple questions every day, send those answers to someone who can put them in a report format, and then be done with their administrative responsibilities. If your sales team has to do a report that they can't dictate into their phone from their car, then that report is too much. No administrative work for salespeople. Salespeople need to be doing relationship work all the time. You got to take the administrative burden away from salespeople. I'm going to give you one more tip to lead by example with this. Do not force your salespeople to go to meetings. Even if it's a weekly call, meetings are death for salespeople. I don't even want monthly meetings. If you want to have a quarterly gathering where you spend a day teaching people 
new tips to grow their business and connecting them with people who can help them grow their business internally, that's a productive use of your time once a quarter. But sales meetings are death. You want salespeople to know something? Make a video that they can watch while they're getting ready in the morning, while they're putting their makeup on or while they're shaving. Make a video that's no more than five minutes every day. Send it out to your entire sales team. Get it to them first thing in the morning and they'll be well informed. If they need to connect with people internally, do it one-on-one or, like I said, if you have to, do it on a quarterly basis. But you've got to relieve them of this administrative crap that just slows them down. Anytime your best salespeople are not face-to-face with a client or in front of an audience speaking or writing and publishing articles or leading an educational event for clients, anytime they're not doing those things is wasted time. You hired them to develop relationships, get them out of the administrative trap. Administration is your job. It's the job of administrative assistants. It's the job of specific people you hire to do that. You hired these salespeople to develop relationships. Let them go and do that. The third way you can lead by example as a sales manager is by being generous with recognition. Rewards, recognition, awards, recognition in front of their peers, all of these things are important. You need to have weekly, monthly recognition sessions, both weekly and monthly. Send out a newsletter once a week highlighting the top performers for the week. Send out an award once a month, deliver that award on video, and distribute the the award and the video to everyone in the organization so you recognize your top performers. Have contests, do incentive programs so that people can strive to excel and stand out among their peers. Great salespeople are motivated by recognition. You need to take advantage of that. In addition, it's the right thing to do. The fourth way you can lead by example as a sales manager is by fighting hard for your salespeople to receive the dollars they deserve. Your salespeople work really hard. You work really hard helping them. Make sure your salespeople get paid what they're supposed to be paid. The paychecks have to be on time. The commission checks have to be on time. The spiff money has to be on time. The incentive money has to be on time. Anything that they've earned, they have to get on the date that was committed to them. If it comes time to fight for an increase for your salespeople at the end of the year, I want you in there fighting for a commission increase, fighting for a bonus increase, fighting for an incentive increase. And I want you to come away being successful and I want you to share that information with the sales team. If the sales team believes that you're fighting for them to make more money and to receive more recognition, they will have your back. They will go to the mat for you. Consider this for a minute. Your top salesperson has just come in off the road. It's been a long week and she's tired. All she wants to do is go home and see her family. It's 5.30 and she notices a post-it note on her desk that she has to make one last call to that big client she's been trying to land. It's 5.30. If you have gone to bat for her and you've made sure that she's recognized and rewarded and you know 
that she has your back, what do you think she's going to do? She's going to pick up the phone and make that one last call at the end of the day on a Friday. And guess what? I've made more money at the end of the day on Fridays than I have at any other time in my career. Why? Because everybody else goes home. 5.30, nobody's there. The clients are there, but the salespeople are gone. So this top salesperson is going to make that call because she knows that she needs one more sale to put her and her team over the top, and she's going to do whatever she can to get it. She's going to make that one last call at 5.30. If you fight hard for your salespeople to get paid, they will fight hard for you, and they will win for you. The final way you can lead by example as a sales manager is by being consistent in your behavior. There's three aspects to this consistency. The first aspect is being consistent with the individuals. The person who's on top of the leaderboard today may not be on top of the leaderboard next week. The person who's on the bottom of the leaderboard today may be on the top of the leaderboard next week. Treat them the same. Of course, you want to give help to anyone who's struggling. Of course, you need to train and educate everyone. And of course, you need to remove the barriers for success from anyone who has something in front of them that is holding them back. But you need to be consistent in the way you speak to and the way you handle all of your team members day to day. Don't treat me differently when I'm on the top of the leaderboard as compared to when I'm on the bottom of the leaderboard. Treat me the same way because I'm the same person. The second type of consistency is you need to have consistent rules for all of your salespeople. Your top performers can't be allowed to do things. Your bottom performers can't when it comes to who they can call on and how they approach their prospects. The rules of the road have to be the same for everyone. Everyone has to have an, an equal opportunity to pursue their prospects. Now, that being said, your top performers can get benefits that your bottom performers don't get or that your middle performers don't get. But it needs to be made clear that they've earned those performance rewards. So what do I mean by consistency among everyone? The rules are the same for everyone. The leads are distributed in the same way. Now, if the rules state that more leads go to the top performers, be consistent in that application of the rules. No matter what the rules are, be consistent in their application. The third element of consistency that's really important is the consistency in communication. You need to be consistent in your communication behavior. Everyone needs to find out important information at the same time. Don't play favorites. Make sure you're there and available for people as they need you. Be consistent in your behavior. Be in integrity when it comes to what you tell people. Never, ever lie to your team. Never, ever lie to anyone who helps you in your business. And never, ever lie to your clients. That will signal that you don't have integrity. So being consistent in your behavior is critical. Follow these five ways to lead a sales team and you'll find that you grow your business exponentially at a rapid, rapid pace. All right, it's the time in our show where we take a question from one of the members of our audience. And today, our question comes from Vinny. He's a sales leader in the insurance industry in Queens, New York. And Vinny writes, Dear Dave, I have 15 people on my sales team. Seven of them are middle-level performers. Two are outstanding, 
and then the others are lagging. At what point do I give up on the people who are lagging and only focus my attention on the middle and the top team members? Vinny, this is a great question. We talk about focusing on your top performers all the time. Here's the breakdown of your time and how you should spend your time and your effort, keeping in mind that you're going to be consistent in your behavior among everyone. You need to spend 75% of your time with the top performers. Why? Because they're going to provide the team with the most bang for your buck. They're going to get the best return on investment. So what does that mean, spending 75% of your time with your top performers? Well, that 75% of your time, what's going to happen is you're going to be removing barriers. You're going to be providing admin support, doing all the things we just talked about. You're going to be helping them get anything out of the way for them being successful. You're going to be a resource and the most valuable resource for your top performers to get them in front of more clients, to help them deepen relationships with existing clients, to give them the tools they need to even be more successful. Then you're going to spend 15%, 15% of your time with your middle performers. And what you're going to be doing with them is helping them in a group get better. You're going to be training them, educating them. So that means you're going to spend at least 10 hours a week working with your middle performers, helping them grow and develop, pushing them into the top tier. And when you push them into the top tier, they get that extra time. And then you're going to spend any time that's remaining with your bottom performers. And all you're going to do in that time is you're going to coach and counsel them to get them out of the system. Here's the thing. Your bottom performers, they should be given every opportunity they they can to be successful. So when they come on board, you give them an overwhelming amount of training. And then after the training is done, you let them apprentice for a couple of months with somebody who's really good. That person brings them around, shows them how to develop business, allows them to develop business on their own, but helps them along the way. And then if they screw up, you retrain them and you coach and counsel them, but then that's it. Eventually, you're going to realize they can't get the job done. Don't keep investing your time in people who aren't getting the job done. The bottom line on bottom performers is somebody's always going to be on the bottom. You provide them with the same resources that everybody else has. You give them one chance to be retrained if they don't get the job right the first time, and then that's it. You cut bait and move on. Most of your time spent with your top performers, a medium amount of time spent with your middle-level performers, and very little time spent with your bottom-tier performers. Your bottom-tier performers get an overwhelming amount of training when they come in. You retrain them if they are not getting the job, but that's it. After you've given them that second chance, it's over. If you spend your time with your top performers and helping your middle-tier people get to the top, your team will be successful. These are the five ways to lead your sales team by example. Vinny, thank you for your question. Again, send me your questions at askdave at dlorenzo.com. We are here every day, and I look forward to connecting with you back here again tomorrow. I'm Dave Lorenzo. Remember, if you do this, you will sell more.